Welcome to Found in Prague. Hello and welcome to Found in Prague. This is the second episode about living in Prague. And if you haven't heard the first one, we really encourage you to go and listen to that one first. And if you did, let's dive straight in. And one thing about the Czech uh, government uh, places is I think that's the issue of the particular one where you do the driver licenses because I had pretty much the same experience. It was even more, <laughs> it was even more hilarious and, and even more, uh, it's a longer story, but, uh, the funny story is um, my wife. So I went when we moved here. We have to change our driver license every like after or not later than I think half a year after you moved. Otherwise, it expires and like you're not eligible. You have to pass the driving license. And um, so I'm going there and uh, making an appointment. Going there. Um, I have all the documents, same as you, so I'm going to the window, and she's like, no, uh, bring back the translator. So it's like, well, sure, okay. I mean, I, I learned not to argue with them. Um, <laughs> next time I'm taking my colleague from work, Czech, speaks fluent Czech. Um, we're going back there, uh, he's translating, and they're like, no, 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 you didn't understand the rules right, you should come after a year you, after you move. And I was like, no, we definitely know we should come like half a year. We know the rules. And she's like, no, but uh, read this law. And she's like taking some documents or like a <laughs> check law and like giving it to my colleague. And it's like, he doesn't know anything about it. He, he, don't care. he doesn't care, right? So he tries, just tries to help. It's like, no, 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 like go away. I don't want to see you, whatever. We were like, okay. Uh, going, uh, I'm, I'm telling him, okay, let's go out. So we're going out, and it's like, let's bo- just book another window ticket <laughs> and try it there. Like, yeah, sure. So we're booking another window ticket. <laughs> the funniest part is just like right next to the one we just been to. <laughs> we're going there anyway, and when the the other uh, lady sh- sees that we're like next window and trying again, she's telling her click like, no, 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 like basically, go away. <laughs> So she uh, she like throws us away also with for the same reason you know just to being, uh, co- you know, her colleague tells her, so we're going to the reception, and the reception lady uh, and we're telling the story right like we know I know I should be eligible for changing my driver license I need to do it now otherwise it expires, so we're telling all of this the reception lady, she's like very she she's very polite to us. When she hears the story, she picks up the phone. They have a inter phone, whatever. Calls the lady, the window we were at, and and screams at her in Czech. Oh, no. <laughs> That's the five, worst. Five minutes after, all the papers are ready. Right? <laughs> the funniest thing is, next time my wife has to do the same. She also knows everything, all the documents, because I was there. We go there, uh, same story, she's like, She's tr- we are trying to talk to them in Czech, but again, we're like only three months or whatever. <laughs> so we don't know Czech well, right? And she's like, she's talking to us in Czech. We're trying to reply in Czech, half Czech, half English, or we, we can. So maybe like 10 minutes after this back and forth, she's like whispering 
to my wife, like, I understand English, but I'm not allowed to speak it here. <laughs> so <laughs> don't, don't, don't. Yes. Oh, no. it, can you imagine like t just 10 minutes? No. Like, like we're lost. And she's like, okay, so let's speak English, but just don't tell anyone. <laughs> you know? So, and she, after that, she's super nice. She like did everything my wife needed and even said like, I will call you when your papers are ready, which is like over the top, right? So it basically depends who you who get, get in a yeah. window. Mm -hmm. So just the moral. Occasionally you'll get a gem, but yes. a lot of the time. I've had it's, so many gems. Mm, yeah. I'm always just like, thank you're you a so much. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, uh, one one you. other thing, I have a theory. If you're a girl, you're much, and if you're like a pretty girl, and you're much <laughs> more. And if you have a smile, the guys big speak such nice smile English. in your face. <laughs> it really helps, I think. <laughs> Because I've had situations where I, I have gone to a lady, a lady and she is like ringing me out and check. I'm like, I'm like, I'm so sorry. Like my friend is here, but she's in a different appointment and she can't translate for me. And then she's like, go to a different window. Here you go. I'm like, okay. So I walk to a different window and it's a young guy around my age. He's like, hi, why are you here? I'm like, thank you. <laughs> You're the nicest person I've met all day. <laughs> Miranda uh, runs in. Wait, what? 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 I'm like, Don't worry. The guy's got it. <laughs> oh, man. I think it's just so interesting because... Like so many of these stories are so common in the third culture world, right? So like anybody listening to this podcast right now that lives in a different country or knows the third culture um, are probably relating to these stories so much. But I also think it's really interesting because I grew up in Arizona totally out of touch with how... I didn't even like realize that there was such a thing as like a third culture like where you're kind of in between you're not you know you know you're not czech but you're also not wherever maybe your parents are from and so you create this whole third culture where we all kind of understand each other's struggles right now of like all learning the language or going through these experiences when moving to a new country or you know jerry saying like it's weird you know, when I was going back to the States and they're like, oh, like, is it good to be home? And you're like, this is not a home. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. And I just think it's so interesting because uh, I, at least I would say this f from a, being an American that I think a lot of Americans have no idea that there's a, like a third culture, mm -hmm. like that there's actually like a whole group of people in so many different places around the world where you all go through s these similar experiences and it kind of bonds you together and like brings you together. And it's weird because once you're in it, like you can't get out of it in a way. Like now I feel like I don't know where my home is either. And mm -hmm. it's like this weird thing. Like nobody will understand unless you're in it. And I don't know if you guys have kind of experienced that as well. I love the awkwardness, you know, of... Uh, being in the murky grounds of <laughs> you're fluent but not fluent enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That murkiness, yeah. that iffiness. I don't know. Like, it's it's just like you can't live outside of it anymore, for me at least. Because that also, in a way, of course, it's great to have. Like, uh, I grew up in this place. I know perfect language in this area, but at the same time. Uh, for us, I think what we have is freedom to be able to be uh, to be able to adapt to all all situations. That I think that's at least the most important thing to 
that's the new skill that we acquire from being in the third culture and and we realize how important it is to be nice to people and you know and adapt to different situations that uh some people think this is nice and that is nice and we catch on to that to that facial uh expression or that mood in the atmosphere really quickly i think that adaptation is so fascinating for me at least that mm-hmm. um and that has been very beneficial for me at least because i travel a lot of countries and nowadays like everybody's traveling it's like everybody's traveling and the faster you learn that the the easier is for you to do anything in life nowadays i feel like well i think that's a misconception that everyone is traveling because i think the most part of americans don't even have the passport, passport yeah so mm-hmm. it i mean they're traveling inside the us but not outside and i think th- that's the same thing with russian uh people like most of like i think 80 percent of people just don't have to, well, they have the passport but they've never been outside of russia right so it's 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 a very you only understand it when you are mm-hmm. in, you're it. in, in it, it right mm-hmm. so yeah. And I think it's a big privilege also mm-hmm. for, for those that can afford or for some reason, you know, are in a situation they can travel and go abroad and like experience that. Because I know that a lot of people would want to do that, but they just don't have any means for that. Like like they can afford it or they can't, you know, leave their, I don't know, elderly parents or whatever reasons. Mm-hmm. Right. So. So I think it's it's also a very big privilege to be a part of this community mm. with with all the struggles that it has, of course. Yeah. <laughs> but then on the other side, it's just a huge privilege to experience that in your life. Agreed. Mm. I think mm. that's so true. I, 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 it's made me contemplate a lot about home and probably like I think anybody in kind of like that third culture community kind of goes through that thing of like where do I identify home to be and I think also like living here in Prague like the community is 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 really cool I think in in a lot of ways that kind of the international community is is really neat um but it, it just got me thinking like what what is home and I was talking with this one girl who yeah she grew up here in the Czech Republic her parents are missionaries they're they're American and she had said something to me uh, we were talking about it and just like, how do you, like I said, I asked her, I was like, where do you identify? Like, what do you say that I, that you are? And she's like, I don't really, I can't, like, mm-hmm. I don't identify that I am from this place. She's like, but I'm confident in who I am. And that is far more valuable than being able to identify like where I'm from. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was a really interesting comment. And it kind of made me think and I wrote this poem and I thought I would just read it because I just, I don't know. I just think it's an, an interesting poem. Go for it. <laughs> so um, this was kind of my perspective on home after moving to Prague and living. I've also lived in, lived in Australia for a while and just kind of been around. And so, yeah, anyways, this is what it is. Home keeps changing in my mind. It expands and shifts with time. It ebbs and flows with people I know and grows all the while. You cannot put home in a box, a building, a place, or even a space you call your own. Home is the state of your heart. It is the contentment in the person you are and the confidence in the love you behold. 
home is what you make and I want to make home in heart. Hmm. And I just, I don't know. I just think that I love that, that lot, that concept of like it's contentment in the person you are and confidence in the love that you behold. And I think that's been a huge part for me about living here is my relationship with God and even knowing how much he loves me and being confident in that love in so many different circumstances where you feel not confident, (laughs) whether it's speaking a foreign language or feeling like your clothes don't fit in or maybe your personality is just different than the culture that you are now in and kind of just going, I have to like take a step back and actually have confidence in like knowing that I'm loved by a creator (laughs) and the creator of the universe. And I think that's been like a really interesting process for me. And I just was wondering even for you guys, like what has that been like living here? I think because we all have a faith in God here and just like what has that been like in living in different cultures and or even living in the Czech Republic or living in Prague? Hmm. I think one of the privileges of being a uh, third culture person in general, and this is something I've been thinking about as well as kind of that idea that um, we have the unique um, ability or we eventually develop the unique ability to make home wherever we are, Um, whether it's because of faith in God or because we just can adapt easier. Um, And I, I, I've also started to think instead of thinking of myself as a third culture kid or a third culture person that I'm neither this nor that. I like to think that I'm both this and mm. that instead. Hmm. Cause if you say that you're neither this nor that, then it, it kind of, it, it makes you it feel more, you it alienates bit. you a little bit. You may you feel a little bit more alone hmm. because no, th- no third culture kid is going to have the same experience. Even if you've been to the same two countries, it's uh, you're not, you don't have the same third culture. Um, there are very big similarities between a lot of third cultures, but they're not exactly the same. And so if you say, I'm neither this nor that, then you isolate yourself. But if you can say, I'm both this and that, or, you know, however many this and that you have to say in order to include all the countries <laughs> you've been to, but um, being able to say that is... It, 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 it allows you to uh, adapt to whatever situation you can find yourself in. interesting uh, when you were reading your poem like it's it's true for you in terms of um all the movings in your life you were doing willingly or like uh, in your in the age or at the stage of your uh, life when you kind of thought of it and then you made a decision right but there are also people that had to move unwillingly right for example refugees 
a very recent crisis before the COVID, right? When people had to flee because of the war, but they still call one place their home and they're like longing to be back there, even though the war and all the troubles, right? So Mm -hmm. I I think there are different people. Also, there are people that are leaving the countries, but then they will live somewhere, but they will still identify themselves. And I don't know, for example, Russians, although they're living for 20 years in US, you know, on the Brighton beach or whatever. So they, they will make com- Russian communities there and kind of will tra- try to bring their identity and their home and create like a new home, but like with the old um, things in mind in a new place, which is also kind of a completely different way of doing it, right? Some people just don't care. Like, I mean, and it's it's another very interesting thing. Um, we had some at some point a discussion with my colleague at work um, just in general about the borders right because ideally the whole world it's the borders are artificial right so the countries are artificial ideally a, a person would would not or you could be anywhere on earth and that shouldn't be you shouldn't be restricted from moving or belonging to one particular place right like why am i restricted only living in russia right or or what what better right for example amy has to say that she's canadian for example or i better right i have to to tell her that she couldn't be russian for example if she wants to right it's it's a bit different kind of discussion but it's a very interesting concept of all, all these borders are artificial and people are subjected to this by someone else, by government or whoever decided or thought that that's how people should live, right? But there there shouldn't be any borders and separations that are like human-made. So why one person moving to another country should say that he is, I don't know, Russian or he is American or, or he is like, if I'm not feeling... I, I, yes, I was born there. Yes, my parents were from Russia, for example. But it doesn't mean I feel like Russian. Maybe I felt mm-hmm. all my life like I'm American, you know, for whatever reason. Like, th- there could be these stories also. So it's it's a very interesting conversation just in general. But I guess that will take us another whole other <laughs> podcast to discuss. <laughs> <laughs> the thing about you feeling American even though you're someone else, and that's exactly me. I grew up around Americans my entire life and international communities. So I am Korean. I also go to Korean, uh, went to Korean church, Korean uh, school, separate times just to learn Korean. And it's just so fascinating that I have this blend of everything, but at the same time, my parents call me, my family calls me American. Uh, but American calls me Korean and the thing that I have realized through this experience of continuous conflicts when people like I people love identifying you know and categorizing Mm -hmm. and it's okay I don't mind. I don't no, mind. it's I not. Do- I, I mind. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, I don't Alex mind. Alex just never wants to be put in a box, everybody. I, we I know this. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> and I don't mind it because that's just human nature. So I, I come to realize that uh, I was able to become okay 
with that categorization when I realized that my identity, of course, should physically should rely uh, on. Uh, it would be best if it's just one country, but if I am someone who continuously my entire life moved to many different places because of God, shouldn't my identity be in Christ? That has been something that really freed me to to reevaluate how I'm able to be both Korean and both like really American in how I think and approach things and uh, do a lot of things and make decisions in that way. I think that's so interesting because that goes back to one of our first topics on identity and we went through so many circles of trying to like figure out like what is identity in Christ and I think one of the, one of our conclusions was we all place our identity in something it's like where you choose to put it and so you know if you put your identity in Christ that's you know you you made that choice and I think it's also maybe a similar thing too of of cultures you place your identity like you choose like what Alex is saying, like maybe I wanted to actually put it in this, but it's often the most probably subconscious thing to do it. Like if somebody's never traveled, you would just place it in the country that you're from, like that you grew up in. Like I, me just saying like being somebody who had, was completely grew up in America, hadn't traveled and well, I traveled, I guess when I was 16 to Haiti, but I hadn't traveled. My family didn't travel. Like my dad hadn't flown on a plane in 23 years until he came here to visit me. He was like shocked. He's like, whoa, there's a whole village behind the security. I was like, yes, dad, that is called the airport. Um, but, <laughs> um, you know, I think, you know, I would never have thought of saying like, oh, maybe I identify as being German, you know, because like my ancestors, like it, it wouldn't have crossed my mind because I hadn't experienced other cultures. I was just, I was American. And so I think it's interesting just that concept of like where you place your identity and where you're from. But I think it is the, the experience is different for each person, like when you move to a different place. And yeah, no, no one person is going to have the same experience when you move somewhere or how you process that. It will be different. Um, but I think it's important to process it. I think it's, it's good to like think, think through the, think through those things sometimes or, or as Jira was saying earlier, you're like, Oh, <laughs> I'm not going through any of these transitional things here <laughs> yeah. when you move to the States. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> no. Yeah. I mean, obviously there, there was something there, but I, sure. I got, I got lucky that I was able to make friends very quickly in university despite them none of them being third culture kids all of them grew up in the states but um i know some people don't quite get as lucky uh with people they meet but i think one of the things if you're going to university in your home country or just in a different country make friends first um before you worry about all of the other transitional elements because if you have friends there that can support you, then you have people who can have your back in tough times. And make sure that they're good relationships. Cultivate those relationships. You don't want to just be have a bunch of acquaintances. Um, and that's not always easy 
but it's definitely worth it. Mm. And I think that made transitioning a whole lot easier when I had somebody there that I could, I could talk to about it. So, uh, Jer, that's so good. One thing that I was, that I think you just mentioned and moved over was the part that I think is very specific to this conversation is that you are seeking to get citizenship yeah. of Czech Republic. Yeah. And I think that's something that maybe you could evaluate to us is because like you are American, you're going to American college and you live in America right now because of your studies. Uh, of course you, you're, but the thing is like you only, you grew up here. Yeah. That could be a motivation, but not everybody makes the same decision of having a citizenship mm-hmm. in the country they grew up mm-hmm. because I've seen plenty of Koreans that, um, grew up in America, grew up in Europe, they just go back when they're, and they're, when they become adults to Korea and they don't need to, they don't need to, they don't want to switch citizenships. A lot of the times I've seen it's like half and half, but what's your thought process on like, just even making, coming to that decision of, I need Czech citizenship because that's, I'm, yeah. I'm sorry. One more question. Adding to that, it, it, do you have to like have either U.S. or Czech citizenship? It, or I can, can. I can hold dual citizenship. That because was he was talking about switching, and it's yeah. different. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that's mean, that makes the decision a little bit easier. Um, that mm-hmm. I can hold both Czech citizenship and American citizenship. Um, one of the things is it gives me the option of living here if I want to, or living anywhere in Europe. Actually, anywhere in the European Union. Um, I can basically live there without complications of visas, mm-hmm. like pretty much entirely. So that was one of the main reasons. Um, but also it's, it just kind of made sense. It's a lot of work. So if, uh, the, even though Czech, uh, Czech Republic makes it kind of easy, if you're, it, all, all the requirements are is if you are between the ages of 18 and 21, and you have lived in the Czech Republic for two thirds of your life, and they count it by weeks. But um, d- despite those easy requirements, it is a lot of work. So if anyone's considering it, it uh, think about it. Buckle up. <laughs> yeah, buckle up. It's going to be up. a lot of documentation, a lot of sitting. the The town hall will become your second home for a few months <laughs> while you figure everything out. Your new um, identity is I've, the town hall. <laughs> this this week alone, I've been there twice. Oh, so, fun <laughs> times. Um, and I've gotten calls from people there, you know, twice already this week. So yeah, it's it becomes your second home for a while until you can get Czech citizenship. But it's um, some of it's for convenience. Um, it just kind of makes sense culturally because I would feel comfortable living here. I don't see why I would need to. Um, like go through all the trouble of getting a visa if I ever wanted to come back here. So, mm-hmm. you know, if I if I can have it, why not? It, mm-hmm. You know, this could this just gives me more options once I have to live on my own and make money. You know. <laughs> also, I think Czech uh, owning a Czech passport is in top ten traveling um, like situation. So. Mm-hmm. You like it's have access. It, yeah, it's a good passport. It, it makes it. it makes so it, it would it will make travel a lot easier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you have to like is a is a condition to have to live here for ten years or not? Is mm, that the condition? It might be. It might be ten years. It's it's definitely two thirds of your life, 
Um, okay, so maybe it's different because, like, for for me as a Russian citizen, uh, oh yeah, it's, yeah, its condition is that you have to live here ten years. So okay. after that, and also you and have to pass tax, check taxes with that. Well, or? living meaning like living yeah. living so you can't yeah. be half year in russia half year here so you have to like really live here for 10 years and if you're living here you have to pay taxes yeah. here yeah. obviously like yeah. you cannot yeah. i mean you, you unless you're on a missionary yeah, visa uh, unless again that's a different you know <laughs> yeah. story yeah. yeah yeah and you also have to pass the check exam i guess um is that one thing one thing that kind of gave me an advantage is that i have check report cards yeah and so i can school, prove yeah. that i went to check school yeah yeah uh-huh. yeah but so when when you go in you have to have documentation proving that you lived here so whether that's report cards or you know um notices from your work or from preschool if you if you go to preschool or kindergarten you have to actually go back uh to that school and relive childhood memories um just so that you can get a piece of paper that says he attended school here um these days and you know he he, uh, had absences these days and then you have to turn all of that in as well as um police checks for every country that you lived in for more than six months after the age of 15 yeah i Um, should actually maybe recommend my brother to get czech citizenship yeah you should he has to switch it but it might be it might might be better for him because he doesn't have to go to military and that's a different issue Uh yeah Right. Uh, for especially mm-hmm. especially some countries that are tied to military uh, things, Service, yeah. Russia also, um, this complication comes up. Um, <laughs> so uh, that's another topic. But yeah, it's like yeah. it's a I see the value in just pursuing citizenship in a different yeah. country that you grew up in, and it also gives you like proof that you are all you have yeah. solid identity in it. In a document. Yeah, and, I am Czech. Look, I have ha- a passport. You, have pr- you can have pride in that. And uh, I wish I had that, you know, I wish I had that, you know, that that privilege uh, if I if I ever pursue it. Do, do you actually have pride in owning like Korean or Czech or whatever passport? Like, do you do? You yeah, like I do have pride in owning um, Korean passport. And my brother actually was born in Uzbekistan, so he has Korean and Uzbekistan passport. And now he can probably get a third passport if he wants. Yeah. <laughs> so it's fascinating stuff. And I would say I if it. you're uh, if he's eligible, look into it. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Why Why are you looking like that? I just love how much you hate to be in like the constructs of like. I don't human hate. No, no, no. It, it doesn't. It doesn't have to be. <laughs> Alex. No. Alex. It, it doesn't have anything to do with the construct or putting in a box. I'm just one. I'm. I'm really surprised somebody really cares what passport he owns. Hmm. You know, like. I can I can be proud of my country. Like I would I would cheer for Russia in national cup, right? Like mm-hmm. that I can see being proud of or you know holding proudness, you know. But like holding passport of certain nationality, it's not like it's a golden medal or something. You I don't should, know. I'm, it's just there's a, we should go to the southern states. <laughs> They're yeah, very yeah, proud of, of their course, country of course. down there. Yeah, you would you would <laughs> be surprised how many Russians are really mm-hmm. proud of their Russians, right? It's mm-hmm. just my probably point of view, but mm-hmm, it's just mm-hmm. interesting. I never heard anyone saying I'm really proud of holding this nationality passport, you know. Or yeah. So, so like I'm not saying it's bad. I'm I just think saying it's just it's a, I think there's a certain like guarantee that you get from like owning a citizenship or 
permanent residency or something that uh, brings a lot of I identity, uh, physical identity uh, to life. And it's like, you know, like why you can have memories. Yeah. But if you take a picture of it and collect it, that also has a different meaning. So for that, for me, uh, also collecting photos and, you know, seeing by yourself and recollecting is has a meaning and proof that you had that experience. Yeah, I think it's one thing to tell your friends that you did something or have something, and it's another to actually be able to show them and say, yeah, I'm I'm Czech, and you know, they'll be like, well, you don't have a Czech passport. Actually, yes, I do. Yeah. <laughs> I am Czech. They can't deny that. Yeah, they can't, they can't deny it. And well, I mean, they, can, they, they might be able to deny it and accuse me of forgery, but... <laughs> That would be uh, some pretty impressive mm-hmm. forgery that you're yeah, conjuring no up over there, Jair. Wow. I was just thinking of Ian and his song. Dual citizen. Dual citizen. Ah. Yes. Yep. 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 <laughs> I was I was also thinking the other day about how kind of having dual citizenship or just being able to say that you're from two different countries or that you've lived in two different countries is kind of similar to the concept of um, Jesus being fully man and fully God. That's Mm. a different discussion, but let's hear it. Let's hear it. (laughs) um, The fact that, you know, you can make that parallel of I'm fully American, but also fully Czech that I have both. I have documents to prove both of those that, you know, Mm -hmm. you can be, 100% 100% something and 100% another thing. Are you suggesting if I don't have a Czech passport, I can't be... No, that, that's, that's just what sparked... Oh, yes, it. yes. That's just what sparked my... prove it. That's no. just what sparked the okay, idea in my I head that wasn't necessarily... <laughs> you are sparking something in Sean. He's like, <laughs> I'm going to get Czech citizenship now. <laughs> I lived here 13 years yeah. of my life. <laughs> I wish I spoke good Czech. And it's never too it's, late, it's Sean. It's super important to know the language as much as possible, I mm-hmm. feel like. And mm-hmm. um, pursuing that and being, it's the same as like being Christian. That's what I always do. It's like, um, in, in I always like say that uh, I have been living, uh, <laughs> it's funny, a religious life in Czech Republic uh, because I am in it, but I don't fully learn Czech. I know the culture and I'm, I'm basking in it and, you know, living my life, but I don't absorb it as myself as a whole. And uh, I think that's one thing I have been trying this entire time, but it's so different from, you know, being growing up from a young age from it. And uh, yeah, that's, and it's very important to dedicate. So I'm slowly dedicating myself in learning Czech perfectly and grammar and speaking. So good luck. <laughs> yeah, my brother's actually teaching me, so it's mm. a funny thing. So, well, thank you guys for joining us on our discussion today of life in Prague, and thank you so much, Jer, for joining us. It was cool to have you on this podcast and just sharing your perspective from growing up in the Czech Republic to now living in America and just everything in between. It was really, it was interesting for me just to hear some of your perspective. And yeah, we just hope that maybe this was relatable to some people who are listening, whether you're 
in a third culture situation or maybe you've never experienced or had thoughts about what it's like to live in a different country and this just broadened your perspective so we hope it was just kind of a fun podcast just getting perspective on what it's like to live life in Prague uh, and even from all of our different again nationalities sitting around this table um, and just kind of our, our different perspectives so we hope it just yeah it was entertaining and encourage you guys to to get outside and see things see life from a different perspective thanks for joining us for today's episode of found in Prague if you enjoyed today's show please like subscribe and tell a friend follow us on social media at youth Praha join us next time <laughs>